Hi, I'm Must Reader, and this is my podcast on rationality, transhumanism, and trends of development of society and tech. Today, here with me is Vitya Dlichka, the founder and president of Liberland, an unrecognized state that will soon, I hope, be recognized and that you will all hear much more about. Hi, Vit, thank you for coming. Nice to meet you, Greg. Nice to meet you. First of all, I'd like to thank the people that made possible this interview. They are the Technocrat company that organized Tech Week 19, where Vit is featured as an honored guest. Now we are ready to start. Vit, please tell a little bit more about Liberland to those people who do not know what the hell it is. Yeah, well, and I was young, maybe I should start there. You know, I had an idea that I really want to help somehow. You know, like you would always want to do something positive for the world. And when you look where there is the biggest problem, it's the governance, right? The state has killed 18 times more people than murderers. Uh, it has been one of the biggest obstacles for prosperity and development. Uh, you can see that, you know, just a little bit different government, for example, the one in, in North Korea and the one in South Korea makes a huge difference. And I was thinking, let's, I would really like to do something in that field, like build up a new generation of government, help to bring in more freedom. And I was very much influenced by Frederick Bastiat, uh, who has written this great book, The Law, uh, and which, by the way, is going to also come out with Out of Liberland Publishing very soon. And the Liberland Publishing Liberland House. Publishing House, yes. And uh, it, it, it was a big opener for me. I could understand that the biggest problem is that the state has twisted. Instead of protecting people's property, it has become a tool of the greed, right? And uh, we, the mission is actually to take it back, to make state again something which is really there to basically protect people's property and make sure that they're in, in a secure place. Not to take care from the credit to grave, uh, just to make sure that actually they're, they're safe and that they, are, they can prosper in a freedom. And we were thinking where to start a new country and we were looking for the best spots uh, that we could find. And actually we found Liberland, which was an amazing piece of land, seven square kilometers between Croatia and Serbia, which was, so not, it was not claimed not by claimed. anybody for 25 years. How come it wasn't claimed? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a long story, right? But uh, actually both countries claim different version of the border and they're very strict at it. And when we started Liberland, only 10 days after we started, the Serbian foreign ministry said that they don't mind creation of Liberland. It was not formed on territory of Serbia. That was a great statement. So they issued an official it's, statement. Yes. And it was but a, Croatia didn't. Croatia, Croatia did not issue official statement. They said we are internet joke. And then they actually at the same time had a secret meeting of the government on a weekend to decide what to do with Liberland. Uh, but the official position of Croatia is that, uh, that the, the, the Liberland is not part of, of the territory of Croatia as well. Uh, they are trying to push it to Serbia, but, but it's very hard from the international perspective. And there is a, this in, uh, study, international study by Chicago Journal of International Law, which you can read, which actually describes the whole history of this territory of, of Liberland in detail. Okay, uh, as usual, all the relevant links to studies and texts and books are in the description of the video. Excellent. So, uh, Croatia does not claim this territory, but it creates some obstacles. It creates obstacles for us. But on the other hand, you know, these obstacles in this early stage of development of Liberland are actually quite helpful. Like just the fact that they are protecting our borders from all the sides right now, is a, it's quite helpful. It, the, the cost of protection of the territory, <laughs> that if we had to pay for it, would be pretty big. 
And uh, we are in this stage, in this kind of uh, early baby step stage where we are forming our institutions, fin finalizing our constitution, you know, building up the system of liberal and police, for example. And I, I think that's very exciting. Uh, to see the development of decentralized police system for Liberland. Everything is decentralized well, it, in it Liberland. It is kind of Uberized, uh, not, not, not completely decentralized, mm -hmm. but let's say Uberized. Uh, and uh, and the, the system of governance itself is also being, being built as we speak. We have used the latest blockchain technology that, that we think is good for a nation-state governance. We have used EOS.io technology to build a system of, of Congress on blockchain, system of courts on blockchain, and system of registries on blockchain. Well, that's really exciting. We'll come back to that later, but let's continue. Uh, Liberland history, it was formed in uh, 2015. 2015, so four years ago. Uh, first of all, you claimed uh, this uh, terra nullis, no one's land. You claimed it under international law, as far as I understand, a person can claim uh, no one's land and the first one who does it uh, obtains the rights to that land, right? Well, it is, of course, but you have to have a, a means to actually really take over. And this is what we are, and in, ter in terms of control, and this is what we are building up right now. Uh, international law is actually law of jungle in, in many ways, right? Uh, there is like no, in the, even though there is United Nations, there is like no big, bigger authority. It's the nation states dealing with other nation states. And that's why we are developing now diplomacy in 120 countries as we speak we've got representatives in 100 countries you've got some consulates or consulates emb you know, embassies? Some embassies consulates depending on the status of the country in some it's just a head of mission or representative if we are not uh, you know not far enough to basically have accreditation from but the you, government but you are not yet recognized by any states that are member well, states of the UN it's it's not really true we have achieved diplomatic relations with many members of the UN and we are now uh, but choosing. it's a different thing, right? It's, it's, Diplomatic it's relation actually, no, and it's, recognition. It's, it's not that different thing. The, the, the recognition itself has multiple stages. Okay. You know, and uh, for example, just the fact that Serbia stated that they don't mind uh, creation of Liberland because it was not formed on territory of Serbia is a form of recognition. And of course, like the official recognition, the de jure recognition, the paper that is we, we recognize Liberland as a sovereign country is the, the, the last step of that. But before that, you know, we have to go actually through all these stages. And I'm very happy that we've got diplomatic relations with now six, seven member countries of the UN. And we're basically how many? Six, seven, mm -hmm. depending on you know the, the last one that we and, got. And you said 120; those are not. 120 are our representative offices. Those are our ah, people abroad that are seeking the recognition uh -huh. from their government. And what are the countries? Uh, six, seven countries. It's it's not you know it, I cannot really disclose it because uh -huh. it's just a bilateral uh, relations, and we could potentially also break these relations. Okay. But uh, you know at the beginning, a couple of years ago, we established diplomatic relations. And, and signed a treaty with Somaliland, which to me was a very interesting case. Uh, Somaliland also an is an unrecognized country, unrecognized country mm -hmm. yet fully functional, with five million people living there. It's in some, uh, next to Somalia, right? Yes, next to Somalia, but it has never been recognized by international community. It's bigger than the United Kingdom. Five, five, five million, million people, people living there. And huge territory. And, and huge territory, yet the world rejects to recognize it. And I was thinking it's symbolic if Liberland actually makes a deal with Somaliland, a legitimate country which also, like we right now, likes the international recognition and that we will together, step by step, build the relations with the rest of the world and open those diplomatic relations. 
So what's the plan? You are establishing step-by-step step these mm. relations with other nations, and after that you hope that some of them will recognize you. Yes, we want to make friends in the first stage. We want to open up diplomatic relations, and then, of course, it would be great to get full recognition. Right now we are actually in the stage where we are looking for a sponsor inside of the UN, and it's very important who that first country, basically, that decides to support us uh -huh. at the UN. Sponsor, not in the means of financial sponsor, oh, but in the country like, that like supports guarant you. Guarantee your patron mm -hmm. yeah. country. I see. And, uh, you know, it, it, is, it is very, you know, it's not just about the first country recognized Lebanon. We are actually choosing a partner for long relationship that will back our efforts in the UN. So it, it is a strategic decision which cannot be taken lightly uh, and we want a strong partner. So, you know, we rather wait a little bit to find the best partner uh, in order to, to make the, our lives easier in the future. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, uh, many hundreds of thousands of people all over the world have applied for Liberland citizenship. Yes. My assistant told me that he, a couple he of years ago, applied for this for the citizenship. So he was really excited that I'm going to speak to you. Uh, how many citizens are there as of now? We've got a couple thousand citizens uh, out of 620,000 people that applied. And of course, you know, we, we have a big backlog with the people that applied for citizenship. It's very difficult for me to build a, a network of trust globally uh, so fast as we have got applications for citizenship. Can you imagine that we had more immigration, at least on, on online forums, than the United States at some part of, of liberal history? So more applications, <laughs> more applications uh, than, than for the applications yes. for the green card. And wow. then one day we had actually 150,000 people that applied for citizenship. Like the second day, there was another 80,000, 70,000 a day. I don't think there was any other country that would have such a huge influx of, of citizens, right? So uh, from that perspective, it's, it's interesting. We don't even have developed infrastructure. There is just an idea and it was maybe 100 times more powerful than what we were expecting. We were expecting 20,000 people to apply in a year, and we had 20,000 people in the first couple of hours. Yeah, impressive. Uh, what's the geographical distribution of those people? How many are from the US, no. Europe, Russia? Well, for example, US is almost 20,000 people. In, in Russia, it's 9,000 people. I checked uh, an hour ago. Quite a lot. It's, yes, quite a lot. Uh, Czech Republic, 17,000 people. Egypt, we've got a lot of people from Egypt, almost 50,000. Also close to 50,000 in, for example, Turkey. Uh, but you know, like the, the distribution of Liberlanders is very evenly spread. It's like half percent of half percent of the global population. In any country you look, we've got enough people to establish embassy and to create a great team. We just need a, a time to basically develop this network. But uh, as of now, as I understand, there are problems with uh, access to the territory itself. Well, I was there myself maybe 20 times this summer. Uh, it's not that difficult to access it. The difficult part is to actually settle it uh, for a long period of time and then start building there. And that's something that will require uh, a much better uh, relations with Croatia than we have now. And of course, one of the ways is that some of the favorable politicians like Ivan Pernar, who is the leader of opposition and also he is holder of liberal and diplomatic passport, mm. uh, he will become member of the government or the current government will be uh, much more open. And I hope that, you know, that it will be a combination of both, that we will make good friends with the existing government and maybe, you know, Ivan Pernar, for example, our big supporter in Croatia, will also become part of the establishment and we will have uh, some big breakthrough over the years. But, you know, this is actually the 
let's say now the difficult part about establishing Libanon. But what we are doing is that we are building around it. Uh, yesterday, or two days ago actually, I was in Serbia, signed a deal with Serbian government uh, about free trade zone. Only eight kilometers away mm. from Liberland, there is a free trade zone where you can import uh, goods from, for example, from Russia, uh, without any problem, repackage them or, or remanufacture them and send them everywhere around the world. And you don't pay any taxes. You don't even pay VAT tax, which is pretty cool. That's one of the big projects that... And you signed a treaty with Serbia as with president? Apot- with, yes. With, with, well, there is a group now inside of the free trade zone, which is a Liberland group, which will represent Liberland as a state inside of the Serbian jurisdiction. So it's a very nice form of support from Serbia that uh, you know that they got engaged in this way and they gave us this opportunity. Uh-huh. So what exactly is Liberland now? Uh, how how to get inside first of all? How well, to visit? It's a very well if you want to visit and there will be a couple of very nice retreat sessions uh, mm-hmm. by the end of the year because we also have sauna there and there is the, the like say first bigger venue for 60 70 people our our first kind of houseboat liberty which is there. Uh, so there will be plenty opportunities. We will actually publish them on the on the Facebook page or even on the main main page. People that really want to see Liberland and want to enjoy a little bit of. of Send me the link. We will, okay, we will oh, okay, okay, great. And uh, um, you know there is also a Liberland airport that we are planning to open fairly soon, so people can fly in with their planes, which is going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have this project floating Liberland, like Liberland on water. Uh, where next year, early next year, we would like to open this venue for 150 people where they could make conferences, do events. So we've got this boat, Bitcoin Freedom, uh, which will sit there and work as a first hotel. And that's a, that's a big development project. So floating float houses, floating hotel. Yes. Um, is it because uh, it's problematic to... Um, to go to the land territory? It of is, right? It's a, big, it's a security issue. The Croatian issue. Can, can arrest you, right? It's a security issue. The Croatians are still, let's say, a bit um, puzzled about our activities. They have arrested you multiple they, times. They arrested me multiple times. That was, uh, and maybe 300 other people actually were arrested over the time. Uh, but but the situation has become much better because we hadn't had anybody arrested for last two years. So always the situation was sorted out through different means. So they just uh, turn uh, turn their eyes away. Uh, Sometimes they do. You know, when we had the Miss Liberland competition, we had uh, 30 girls from different countries. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they, they literally vanished, and, and there was a nice party uh, on the on the beachfront uh, for for these ladies. But it's it's. You know, it's like people say, you know, this is a big problem, but honestly, it's just 10 policemen. And the only thing that we need is a single order from the Ministry of Interior for Croatia that they back to their official borders. Right now, you know, they're actually protecting the borders outside of Croatia territory, a borders of a territory which they don't even claim. Okay, uh, what exactly is inside Liberland right now? Are there any houses now, any uh, infrastructure? There is a dirt road, basically. Uh, There's what? There is a dirt road, which, which you can take from Croatia, one access from the land. And, uh, Croatia and Liberland are connected through a small patch of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there uh, used to be two houses. Uh, they're gone now. Uh, but uh, we will we will restructure them. It was a hist- it is a historical site of Liberland. Uh, if you take a look on on the pictures, how we stick the flag, there is a house in the background, uh, a nice. Uh, it was a hunting lodge uh, where people were actually living 40 years ago, and uh, so th- there is some there is some former historical site as well. But otherwise, it's a green land. It's a piece of forest and beautiful beachfront. 
Uh, what's the plan when are you going to build stuff there? And what's, what's in, in store for this patch of land? Uh, I was in Rome uh, and to open our representative office last week. And we've got this huge construction and engineering company, European Structures, that wants to back us with the initial development plan. I think it's important to have a serious partner for this. So from this situation where we have 80 architectural designs by famous architectural studios, we have to move one step ahead and actually make a proper development plan. At least the initial uh, steps, how they will be taken, you know, how the sewage will be treated, how the electricity will be distributed and, and all these things. And, and we've got a very good partner for this now, a big uh, European company that does this type of business. It's just one, another paper to the folder that we need actually uh, in order to, to fully realize the country. So what are you going to build? Well, that's a good question. I would leave that answer to the investors, you know, people that want to chip in money. And I'm happy mm -hmm. that people like Roger Ware, for example, uh, the, the founder of, of Bitcoin.com, uh, pledged $10 million for initial development in Liberland. So we even have the funding on site for the first building. And uh, there is this beautiful architectural study also by Italian uh, architectural studio for the first house or let's say skyscraper in Liberland it should be really? a, a skyscraper. horizontal skyscraper, ah. which, uh, you know, if you go to YouTube and you put Liberland seat, you can see how, how the project is developed. I like that. You know, I think it could be one of those initial uh, things. But again, it, this should be left to engineers, architects, and investors to discuss. Because it's a libertarian state. Of course, you know, the Liberland will not have an urban planning committee. We're not going to say how high you can build. We would really love uh, private investors. Uh, Liberland should be a platform for these investors to sit down together and make something nice. Why would they invest? Because, you know, ask people why they invest in Singapore. Ask them why they invest in Monaco. Ask them why they invest in Liechtenstein. <laughs> it's whenever you have freedom, there is always enormous amount of investment coming. And actually, if you count how much investment is pledged for development of Liberland, we've got more than $30 billion pledged for development of Liberland by different parties. Really? $30 through billion. The, $30 billion through the citizenship application. The, the potential of Liberland is enormous. We could literally, with this kind of money and this kind of support, uh, rebuild Dubai there, just make a copy. But of course, we're not going to do that. I would, I would like to, again, our investors to make the decisions what they want to do. But the main risk for any investor, I think, is the problem with the legal status of the mm -hmm. land. If you build something on well, a... You know, that's why we're not building yet, and we have to solve that situation. But wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be also kind of boring, you know, if, if uh, <laughs> we stick the flag and we start to build the first skyscraper? No, there is this, there is this journey, which, of course, is not easy. Uh, it's hard, but we don't do things because they're easy. We do them because they're hard, right? We, we have to step by step get enough commercial, diplomatic and human support for the creation of the country. And right now what we are doing is very conservative. We're only investing or targeting the energy to projects that are risk-free or, or close to risk-free. And if we're developing now the free trade zone in, inside of the Serbia, uh, it's, it's a very reasonable development project. If you're doing the floating Liberland, it's, it's a, I think, very nice initial settlement stage. Be because you can take off always, right? Well, because, you know, it's very, very flexible. We can always change the arrangement. We yeah. can send the houseboats all the way to Budapest or to Belgrade or all the way to Istanbul. We're on Danube River, which is the, the waterway of Europe. Yeah, I see. So uh, what's your uh, estimation? 
how many years will it take to obtain recognition globally to start building infrastructure inside Liberland? Well, when I asked that question, the people that support us at the Foreign Ministry of Serbia, they told me it will be 15 to 18 years. And I think we can do much better. I think we can do it in 10. Uh, so let's see, you know, how, how the things develop. Right now we are at this kind of a next stage development because the blockchain governance, I think, will enormously boost Liberland's first credibility and also transparency in order to really attract some bigger players. And the fact that we get things going, and I hope that it will also be early next year, will simply put us to another level. And I hope that from that level, things will go exponential. Tell me exactly how it works, the blockchain government. Well, what, what is going on right now is when you pay taxes to Liberland, you receive merits. And these merits are basically kind of tokens of appreciation, but they so will also... Like a cryptocurrency. That's, that's, it's going to be a stake form of cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And with this cryptocurrency, you will be able to basically vote. And you will vote for people in Congress. And the more, of course, you have these merits, the more bigger we will be your voting power. So the, the voters cannot directly vote on policy they will be able to directly vote on people to represent them in the Congress. And I think it's, it's good, you know, like the direct democracy where we would give people direct option to mm -hmm. decide about things. Like ancient it's, Greece. It's too much, too much, you know, too much noise. Yeah. So the Republican approach and the, the traditional Congress is important. But on the other hand, we give citizens, each citizen having one vote, a possibility to veto the decisions by Congress, which I think is also important. Any citizen can veto? Yes, because if there is enough citizens that propose to start a veto, ah, so not, the, not one the person, threshold will be probably 5%, there will be a, a referendum on some decision that the government has made. And I think it's also very important because you, you were really having a nice break against some stupid decisions that could come out of the government. That also happens, and it works very well in Switzerland, by the way. And so we are combining the best elements of Republic with the best elements of Swiss democracy and with a little bit of meritocracy. That means basically the citizens are also shareholders of the country which they are living in. And I believe that these three principles combined together can create a very nice ecosystem, a, a virtually a state for the new millennia. Okay, so uh, the more taxes you pay, the more votes you have, right? Yes. So if I want to obtain full control over the liberal and state system. I just need to pay 96% of all the taxes and nobody can veto what I, what I want. No, right? no, no, no. Uh, the or uh, there are any limits. are one person, one vote in the, in the veto. So, ah, so we've got this element of democracy that even if somebody takes over, by the way, isn't it funny, right? You're afraid that somebody would pay a lot of taxes. <laughs> See how the incentives well, are... Some evil mastermind would like yeah. to control the state. Yes, well, uh, yes. you, you should think about it. Yes, uh, we, we have actually a good system of, of control, but this person, he should have a great say. If he paid more taxes than anybody <laughs> yeah. else in the society, why would you prevent him from having a big say about And I think it's a big problem that we're facing in the society today, right? Like the people, instead of actually, uh, if they want to push something through, they have zero incentive to pay taxes because nobody even says thank you when you paid a lot of taxes. No, seriously. Like you go to the tax <laughs> office, you give them $20 million and they say ciao. Nobody says thank you. Uh, and it's actually much easier for you to go and bribe a person in the power. Or evade taxes by and, some structures. Evade taxes and, and use that evaded taxes to bribe somebody in the yeah, power, yeah. which is not helpful for the society at all. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, 
it's not putting the incentives into alignment. I so like, here I, I like the incentives uh, are in alignment. Mm-hmm. You want to have more power. You want to implement some changes. Yes, sure. You know, pay more taxes. If you would like to have this bridge built, you know, put some money on the table for it. Are the current citizens paying any taxes? The, the taxes are voluntary, and I mm-hmm. think that's another very important aspect of liberalism. So if I don't want to, I can just yes, mm, yes. pay nothing. But your reputation, you know, and your status mm-hmm. with the society, of course, will not be as great as, as other citizens uh, that, that are paying taxes. And your taxes also work as a form of collateral. It's kind of an insurance policy. So How if does you, it work? If you mess up really badly, you know, the court system, uh, and you don't compensate the other party, I don't know, you make a lot of damage, uh, you're in a car accident and you don't have insurance, then the, the court may decide that the merits that you have accumulated might go as a compensation to the other party. So in the world of, of private keys and, and decentralized cryptocurrencies, we're bringing back a little bit of the liability in the society. Right? right now somebody steals half million bitcoins and there is no way to go after him. He's got his private key. But in Liberland everybody will be kind of insured you know, and you will see how much reputation they have. So that's another important aspect of the merit system in Liberland. Will there be prisons in Liberland? This is a big question. Um, we were kind of joking about outsourcing them uh, to places where the prisoners could actually generate <laughs> some funds. <laughs> uh, you know, like Private prisons somewhere abroad? Uh, that's what we were discussing because Liberland is small to have prisons, but of course there'll be some sort of place for detainment. Uh, but so uh, there will be state operators yes. and uh, uh, people who do probably privatized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like for me, it's kind of crazy in the society we're living. You commit some crime and you're not even obliged to pay back. The, the damages in many cases. Oh, depends. Some in, crimes in, in you many, are obliged. In many cases, you are not like uh, you know. If it's a criminal thing, mm-hmm. nobody asks you. If you kill somebody, you're not asked to compensate financially for the damage that you have created to the family. Unlike, for example, in Somalia, where the clans meet and they discuss what was the value of that life. Uh, and I think it's actually in some in some way the system that, for example, in Somalia have for these criminal. Uh, of criminal cases is, is smarter than what we what we've got here in Western world, and I believe that the merit system could actually, you know, like how valuable is it for a wife of a murdered person if the other person sits in jail? You know, she would probably much rather have some sort of at least financial compensation, and and that guy, uh, you know, of course should sit in a prison if he is dangerous to the society, but maybe he should sit in the prison for a little bit less if he compensates for the the murder or for the things that he had done uh, to the victim family, right? Well, the counter-argument obviously would be that uh, rich people will, will get away with murder easily. It's not, easily. of course, not, not to the degree that they would not go to jail. But, of course, you know, if you, comp- if, again, if you compensate for your murder to the victims, you're do- it's much better than if you don't. I think as easy as that. Yeah, makes sense. So you will have uh, this decentralized system. Um, what exactly will the state do? So as far as I know, libertarians are against the active role of the state. They should be, they should be as uh, limited uh, capacities and functions of the state uh, as possible. What exactly will the state of Liberland do, the government of Liberland? Well, we really want to take care only about security, justice and diplomacy, these three things, just like the founding fathers of the United States suggested. There is no innovation in that part. 
but our goal is to also... To what extent? That's the question, I yeah, think. Well, yeah, well, security to what extent? Uh, it's not the social security, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the security, the fact that nobody will, you know, that there is somebody to protect you if you get attacked. But for example, with this application called 411, that you can download easily and, and test it, there is this system of decentralized uh, uh, security, right? So anybody can apply to become a policeman in Liberland in a couple of easy steps after they follow some guidelines. So we're, we're experimenting how to privatize and, and, and decentralize or uberize the, the system of, of just, even the system of justice and of police. I still don't, I'm not sure how to do it with diplomacy. To me, that has to be centralized. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying well, to give as much power to our local representatives. Yeah, we've got here, Andrei is uh, our representative here in Russia. Uh, I'm trying to really give our people that represent us as much as power and, and options to do whatever they, they want to do in their country to promote Liberland. So, uh, decentralized police, how exactly does it work? Well, basically, and it already works. You know, this, this project has been piloted now in South Africa. Uh, in the places where the, the police system or emergency services are, are failing, or it's very far for police to come down, people can actually sign up to help their local community, right? Uh, so just like you have Uber, you click and you ask for help from your neighbors, basically, who have been signed up to that application. And, and who pays them? Uh, well, you can have a financial compensation there. You can pay them, of course, for your services, just like you pay for Uber, in a way. That's so it. you pay the policeman who helped you? You, you can do that, 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 that's, that's, that's one of the options, right? Mm -hmm. We can actually privatize the, the, the security service. And with now all these technologies, with cell phones, with blockchain, uh, with you know, the fact that connectivity is everywhere, there is so much potential to actually, even these three things that we want to take care uh, of, even, even these three things to actually get them to the limit and, and limit the state basically to only diplomacy and leave the rest to the private sector. What about the courts, private courts, how would they work? This is a big project which has been launched now. Uh, we are utilizing the protocol of Kleros.io, which is a nice decentralized system of, of courts based on Ethereum. We're taking that for our blockchain. Mm -hmm. uh, and we would like to have it basically that the three people are randomly selected from a, a pool of judges. Uh, actually, it starts with an arbiter. If you cannot solve the things through arbiter, then you are allowed to go to court. In that court, there will be three judges that will be randomly selected, everything on blockchain. The decision has been made uh, by these three people. If somebody doesn't like it, they can elevate the court case and there will be six judges, six. Uh, people that will sit down, see the evidence, make the decisions. If you don't like it, there will be 12 judges. In Who the pays next. for all those instances? Uh, well, this is one of those things that I think should be basically, the basic things should be paid by the state, as, a, as one of those things that should be basically financed by state. But also, we can, the extra services connected to this could be basically paid by, by the people that need these services. Just like in a private arbitration, you pay for the services of a court in, uh, in London yeah. for arbitration, there could be something similar in Liberland. And, but I think we can end up with much cheaper and much more efficient court system than most of the nation states. Because uh, of financial incentives? Because of financial incentives, because of the fact that everything is on one simple platform and because uh, I think you know it's just going to be one of those new age 
type of of, uh, of jurisdiction and, and the kind of new new age uh, blockchain governance um, systems of law, which I, I believe you know there is, is a great advantage. It will attract a lot of attention from both media and and, and citizens. So it, we can very easily see companies and and citizens from other countries actually going to Liberland to seek justice, which is a very interesting uh, aspect of what we're building. Uh, we started discussing taxes, uh, and I asked, but we, we didn't come to the question, mm -hmm. uh, how, how many people are paying taxes now? Well, I think we've got four and a half, so almost 5,000 taxpayers. But yep. you said that you have 2,000 uh, yes, citizens. Yes, yes. Why uh, more taxpayers than citizens? Because, of course, not everybody that pays taxes becomes citizen yet. You know, there is some threshold. Uh -huh. People have to kind of collect 5,000 merits in order to become citizens. What's the exchange rate? It's fluctuating on our exchange. Now, uh, there is a possibility these days to get it for half dollar. Uh, it was uh, 80 uh -huh. cents uh, not too long ago. And I think, uh, again, with, with a new listing of, of liberal and merit on exchange, it will, again, uh, go back to a parity with US dollar. So 5,000 merits uh, is equal to 5,000 bucks? Yeah, right now, you know, you can get it with discount on uh -huh. one of the exchanges. Uh, it's a freely traded cryptocurrency. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So you, you can uh, buy it even if you are not a citizen, right? Yes. Uh, there's been an ICO of it? Not, not really, you know, we haven't done anything like that. Uh, and I would like to, and I'm, you know, like not, like not a traditional ICO, but uh, some sort of uh, promotion when the governance system is up and running. I, I don't have now an incentive to fundraise some big funds at this stage. I'm happy that all these projects are going and we have got enough support for it. But probably by the end of the year, we will launch a, a bigger token promotion through the new exchanges. And I, just today I've speak, spoken with two new exchanges that would like to list Liberland Merit. Crypto so, exchanges. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I believe that's, that's a good way to basically allow the free market also to evaluate the value of the state itself, right? And there is a demand, constant demand for merits because people want to get them in order to become citizens. Uh, so there is a nice economy model around it. Uh, and uh, you know, I believe it's going to be actually a big event, but I want to have the governance system first in place. You know, I don't want to be responsible for the funds in the current setup of the government. I would like the newly created Congress to make the budget for the next year. Mm -hmm. uh, so 5,000 taxpayers pay how much? How, how much is the budget of Liberland right now? We, we are working under $1 million this year for, for the whole year. Mm -hmm. So uh, last year it was... Six hundred thousand dollars. So that's that's roughly it. And I think we're the most cost-efficient government on the planet right now. <laughs> uh, you know, like so, I mean, Czech president when he goes to China, he spends our budget for a three-day trip. Uh, so we are doing our best to to spend the money of the taxpayers in the wisest possible way, splitting it basically between the technological side of Liberland and diplomacy right now, and also. Actually, a serious part of it goes to the settlement itself to, to kind of the kickstart the, the floating Liberland project because I believe that the local presence is quite important as well. Okay, how many boats are there? Right now, eight. Eight, eight boats. boats that you can get, uh, that you can take a trip to Liberland with or you can stay at, uh, on, the, on, the, on the waterfront of Liberland. And you hold parties, conferences there, right? Yes, yes, yes. We had a big crypto conference there last year. 
I think 430 people that came down there for event. And now there will be actually a venue where people can come down and have a wedding or, or a company party or, or another uh, big conference. Uh, so, you know, Liberland will be a very nice place also for these physical meetups. And of course, that's one of the biggest uh, critique, you know, that, that you're not there, but we are actually on it. That's our one of the main projects that is, that is happening right now. And currently, what's the best way to get to Liberland? If I want to come to your next party, it's uh, well from R Russia. I would say there is an extremely cheap flight to Belgrade, and from Belgrade you can either take a small plane and and, and fly to one of the small airports that are nearby, or Serbian or Croatian. Serbian, Serbian, and uh, and uh, or you can just take a car, or we can ask for pickup uh, from the airport, and it's a two-hour drive, so it's not too far. Especially for Russians, it's a four-five-hour trip. Uh, to get there. And, and I'm happy that so many Russians actually came down there and they, they took part of, of some of our events and that we've got a, such a good network. And I won't be detained at the Serbian uh, border. No, you don't have any, we don't have never ever had any problems with Serbia. There was always a support from their side. Uh, if so you're, if, if you cross through that border, no if, problem. If you're, well, you might have problems with Croatians if you will stay, stay in Liberland for a longer time. That's, that's something which, again, is the matter mm -hmm. that we need to solve diplomatically with Croatia over the coming years. Okay, you, you mentioned uh, creation of a system of government and Congress. As of now, who rules the country, except for you? Right now, you know, we have a, like, weekly governmental meetings, uh, the Minister of Finance, Minister, Secretary of State, uh, the Foreign Minister, basically, and a new Minister of Justice. Are you appointed them. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, but, but the, the, the initial committee is formed out of the first three citizens that came down to Liberland and stick the flag. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the power still holds in them the articles of... Uh, Including your girlfriend, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she secretly runs everything. I'm not allowed to talk about it. But <laughs> Uh, so this, this initial committee basically is, is, is the first three Liberlanders that, that are on the mission. But I have been given the authority to push things forward over the time. And again, I've done my best to choose the best people in the network to help me as a minister at this stage. And I'm, I'm always evaluating their, their ideas and their approach. And I'm trying to give them as much as competences as they can take. But the idea is really to build a first decentralized autonomous government, which is going to be a lot of fun next year. Do they work full time? Not well, not everybody, but they invest a lot of energy uh, to Liberland. And, and you work full time as the president? I'm, I'm full time president. Uh, well, what's uh, the main tasks that you perform now? I mean, it's still promotional part, even though I only now travel to events which really want me badly there because I would be over troubled if I accepted every single invitation. Uh, but this is one of the best events I've been to, by the way, this year. V very great organization, lovely people, um, great support. Great. Uh, so, you know, right now I'm just gonna stay one week in Prague uh, to actually work on this governance. And then I'm heading to Malta for another big blockchain event. And then we were probably going to have a new member of governance from there, who is going to be res solely responsible for the launching of the Congress, which will be quite exciting. When will the Congress launch? That's a question of, of more like a technological question. They tell me it's ready, but I would like to have everything triple proofed. Uh, so actually we have a meeting also with our technology uh, partners uh, on Malta next week. And I think we will set the deadline by then. I would love to launch it 
definitely before the next anniversary. Please tell me your vision for Liberland uh, in, let's say, 10 years. So uh, you say that by that time you will probably achieve international recognition. Uh, what will I be think there? it will much faster actually. The international recognition is one thing. Okay, getting um, the support from from that. Croatia, it's, it's a different story, right? Uh, I think international recognition. I, I can almost safely say we will achieve some sort of stronger recognition next year. Uh, uh, that's something that we can actually publish, not just a a, a, a deal which is semi-secret, but something which will be out there. And, and the vision in 10 years, I believe Liberland will be a vibrant community. We will probably be 5 million people all around the world. And 5 million people, I think not so. enough uh, space. Not uh, enough space, uh, but that's, that's fine. That's fine with me. You know, we have an e-residency program. Uh, you just need to grow. Like Estonia, right? Yeah, like Estonia. So it's already there. We've got first initial couple hundred of e-residents. And I hope there will be a vibrant community of liberal and companies uh, and, and that we will be the leaders in, in, in blockchain development and also in the world of cryptocurrencies. And it's already happening. It's amazing. I think Liberlanders are right now mining more than half of, of Bitcoin. Uh, more than half? I, I think so. You know, I, I know all these leaders, like Roger Ware, for example, he's got the mining pool, also Bitcoin.com, but there are many others, Liberlanders, that are operating these mining, like large mining operations. So it's great to have uh, the, the, the support of the crypto community behind our backs. Okay, so vibrant community, crypto enthusiasts, what else? Um, Well, you know, of course, it would be great uh, to also um, have the, the development running inside of Liberland. Uh, right now, there is another project which is called Liberland Marina, which is right in front of Liberland on the Serbian side of the river, which has actually gained some serious support already. And it's going to be a nice conference center with, with a marina for probably more than 100 of ships. Uh, I think that that's going to materialize probably in the next couple of years. Not, not 10 years ahead. And uh, I believe that we will bring a lot of business to the whole region. We need to prove ourselves. This is most impoverished region in Europe with the people making roughly 300 euros a month with unemployment reaching 40%. What we are doing, we are bringing tourism, we are bringing serious business. And, and I think we will receive a lot of credit for that. And it, it is an, a very important part of getting Liberland recognized. What would you answer to those people who still believe it's a scam? Well, There are you know, many of but those. This is the cool thing, you know, with Liberland. I don't, you know, we don't really care if people fight with Liberland or if they ignore Liberland or if, of course, it's great if they support Liberland. But the most important thing is that we've got the 600,000 people that support it, right? And, uh, and if somebody uh, fights against Liberland, it's, it's a great because it's a form of recognition as well. They recognize that we exist. That you are a threat. That, that we are a threat, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the cool thing is that, you know, like in Liberland, of course, you know, we cannot, we don't have, we don't enforce taxes, right? So whatever people want to contribute, it's, it's their own will. And we are very transparent in what we're doing with the money and, and what we want to do in the future. So, you know, like saying we are a scam is not a, a I would say, a viable thing, but people can do it. I don't care. We've got 600,000 people that support what we are doing. Do you think that Croatia's attempts to hinder uh, your activities there is due to the fact that they are afraid that a more prosperous country will be built based on another whole different model? 
I think, you know, I think actually you had hit the nail, you know. <laughs> That's the, the biggest trouble that we might have. Uh, but uh, honestly, I think Croatians at the end will be a big winners out of all this. You know, like they, they actually can lose the border dispute with, uh, with Serbia and, uh, and then claim territory of Liberland or win the border dispute with Serbia and let Liberland grow at the same time. If they uh, claim your territory, then they will they... lose the border dispute with uh, why? Serbia. Because that's the, that's the situation, that's why they have never claimed it. I see. Because if they want to uh, pursue their version of the border, Croatia cannot claim the territory of Liberland. And that's why I was thinking that's a, such a cool place. Because you have a whole nation state directly incentivized not to claim this territory. Yeah, that's amazing. So, why, why, why didn't uh, anybody claim this territory before that? I don't know. There is a... <laughs> I was amazed that actually this place existed. But of course, it is a challenge. It is a challenge because we are breaking the, the paradigm, right? We are doing something that nobody has done this way before. But we are doing it. We are nice, we are nice people. We don't want to harm anybody. We really want to bring prosperity and, and more freedom to the world. And that's our only incentive. It's like your uh, motto, live and uh, let live, right? Uh, state motto. Uh, do you think more countries will emerge like yours? There are, as far as I know, you, you in one of your interviews mentioned that you were looking at different uh, patches of land, no, no man's land, terra nullis. You said some, some territory between Egypt and Sudan existed. Uh, similar yes, to yes, that's, that's almost where we end up in the first place. I'm very happy that we didn't go there. Uh, and, you know, that there is actually a lot of activities now around this territory as well. So maybe more, more, more countries like that will emerge? Do you think yes, so? Yes, I, I think, I, I hope Liberland will inspire more countries. And what, what is happening right now, that there is this basically group of villages and, and developments in other countries that are not claiming sovereignty, but they're virtually like diasporas of Liberland. They are utilizing the freedoms that the state in their home countries gives them to the limit. For example? And, uh, well, we've got a very nice place in Panama, Agrorismo, check it out. Uh, there is a, a very beautiful village in Norway, uh, Liberstadt, which was created two months after Liberland, and I, we even share parts of the logo. Uh, so these people got inspired, and I hope in, in a positive way to really build something in their home countries that would get the freedom-loving people together. And I see These, all these projects popping up, and it's almost one a month right now. So it, it's great to have the, wherever we go, we don't just have a representative office. You also have a village of full of Liberlanders that you can visit. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. It's an honor, and I hope, and I wish you well, and I hope that Liberland will be a successful country, that there will be more such interesting projects in future, and I hope to be invited to one yeah, of the Yeah, hope to see you in Liberland <laughs> very soon. Thank you again.